To be honest with you, when Bo asked me to preach this morning, I thought, is this a really, really bad April Fool's joke? <laughs> He's going to say, ah, never mind. So I prepared a, good, a sermon and also a, a gripe him out. So either way it went, I was prepared. <laughs> and Bo has challenged me. If you were here, I preached a long time ago, and I spoke about hiding behind the yucca plant. And uh, Bo has challenged me to throw in the yucca plant somewhere in my sermon, so... That's your challenge to start off with today. I'm going to throw it in there, and I have no clue where. So, um, how's everybody today? That song we just ended with is great. It says, demands my life, my soul, my all. And we're going to talk about that a little today because it demands that because we want to hear it. It's not like beating our dog into submission or anything like that. We want to hear it. But before we start, any March Madness fans... <laughs> that was weak. <laughs> I told my wife I had to throw this in the Rock Chalk Jayhawks. Any KU fans? I'll stand alone if I have to. <laughs> it's got a purpose in our sermon, and then there's also Kentucky. Um, there is some big game coming up tomorrow, so I don't know. I'm a KU fan, if you can't tell. Um, but to get to that point, they had to give. They're all. A little bit different all. But I want to talk about that. Today I'm going to title my sermon, Man Up. That doesn't mean just us boys, men. It means everybody. We're going to man up. But um, drive back and forth. I live up north of town a ways. Driving back and forth to town, I love spring. Um, is We can see the dandelions. We can see the purple weeds that we don't want. But there's life. And isn't it a coincidence that Easter, Jesus died on the cross, is when everything goes from dead and cold and we're chopping ice to... I was sitting on the porch this morning and there were some coyote folks yapping and I had my dogs yapping back at them. And you can hear birds and the robins are starting to fly in. And I was at my office the other day playing soccer with some kids and there was a monarch butterfly flew by, so we chased it. Um, and then blew bubbles at it. And we had fun, but it's a sign of life. Now I want to... I'm going to talk about manning up. The spring is a fresh start. Um, we get together, guys. We've been to a few dragons already, and I have not been bucked off yet. Um, so I'm hoping that's a goal every spring is to take Colts to Brandon's and not get bucked off. Anybody been bucked off yet? In a Brandon? No one's got to admit it if they were. <laughs> no one's looking but me. Um, that's, that's, I love dragon calves, but sometimes I think the more, the funner part of dragon calves is the people that brought Colts that weren't prepared and they get bucked off. Or they ride good and get a tail up or rope up under their tail. And um, we talk about that all year long about the guy that pounced. Um, so if you've got a good story, I'd like to hear about the church. So, all right. We're going to start off with, with Man and Up. And I'm going to go back to KU in Kentucky. And then I'm not going to refer to any more. But there's a point behind that. Anybody KU fans, raise your hand. What would it object to be in the, in the Big 12 at the beginning of the season? They're always number one, but this year, out of the Big 12 teams, you know what they were ranked? Seven. So they were projected to be really poor. They weren't ranked. They were pretty deep if they were in the top 25 nationwide. And everyone told them, you can't, you can't make it. They're going to make it to the March Madness tournament, the big dance, and you're going to go home. They're projected, everyone, we had a bunch of naysayers in the Kansas lineup. They're in the championship game because they believed in themselves. 
And they knew they were talented. And their coach in a little pep talk said, I'm not going to fill you full of a bunch of smoke. You guys are good. Go play. And if you have as much fun playing as I do coaching, we'll win. And they played horrible. But they had fun for the last seven minutes, and they won. Kentucky, on the other hand, number one in the nation at the beginning. Number one all through the year, pretty much. Going into the tournament, number one seed. And they were told they were good. They knew they were good. But they had to man up and show they were good. That's kind of being number one. About like being a Christian, it doesn't mean a hill of beans unless we go out and prove it, unless we show it. And both teams, Kansas City, is supposed to be there. They should have been beat. There's a couple games they left out of a whole game. They led 45 seconds and won. Kentucky, Kentucky handled their teams pretty well, so they're matching up different. But I want you, if you're a basketball fan, I'm going to refer to a lot of horse stuff and cowboy stuff and that. But if you're a basketball fan, when you're watching those games, we can apply it to us. Um, as my wife was making fun of me, I started in my chair last night, ended up on the floor. I didn't throw anything at the TV, but I was wanting to. Um, but you can see a lot of character in those guys. Um, so think about that. <laughs> and you know I'll be screaming at the TV during that game, but there's a lot of character, and they had to give their all, and they had to believe in their coach. Um, because the refs, I texted my friends and said, these refs are horrible, and at the end of the game, they were great. And you know the whole sports thing. But it's the same no matter if we're Cowboys or Force fans, we're at the office, wherever we're at, it's the same. You've got to give your all. Um, I want you to turn to 1 Kings 4 to be behind me. 1 um, Kings, and I'm probably going to preach with this thing the whole time, so I apologize. 1 Kings 2, 1 and 2. And then this is, it says, As this time King David's death approached, he gave his charge to his son Solomon. I am going to, going to where everyone on earth must go someday. Take courage and be a man. And I want to take the last part of that. King David was passing on some pretty wise words to his son. And, and what he basically said was, It's time to show what you're made of. And, and be a man. And what he was saying is being a man is make God the center of your government, the center of your rules, more importantly, the center of your life, and he'll uphold what? He said he'd do for his dad, for his son, and for the next generations to come. Now, if he decided to go against that, who knows what would have happened, what should have happened, it's the same in our lives. It's time to man up. We can see any turkey hunters in the room? Turkey season starts. Youth season starts yesterday. Regular season starts Friday. And that's another great thing with spring is that every morning, just north of town, I'm seeing five gobblers. And we're from six inch beers to ten inch beers, but they're all out there strutting. And it's a sign of, for them, it's a sign of lots, but they're also establishing dependence and independence. And the jakes are following the gobblers, and the gobblers are whipping the jakes. But here, the dad say, Man up. I'm not going to be around forever. But you got, you've got your faith. You've got what I've taught you. It's time to go. And it's time for us to man up. Men, women, kids, if we're not here, we can pass it on. It's, it's time to do that. And the reason I'm, I'm going to keep saying man up is because we're going to, for all those that get to go to ranch rodeos or dragons or ropings or whatnot, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of 
frivolous stuff that we can get bought into that can distract us from what we really are there for. We're there to work and we're there to drive cash, but it's a big social event also. And we can have fun. Uh, I got to go down and help Bo work some cash Thursday evening. And uh, they started out pretty serious. And by the end of it, we were pushing each other off the cash and we were having a good time. And we all came out. The cabs were working out, it was working, we were covered and crashed. Um, so it, it was fun, but it's a social gathering. But you go to other things. I got to go to Madison Lodge Friday and work. And it was with a bunch of people that weren't safe. Um, and they knew I was a Christian. And they were watching to see if I was going to get bucked off. And I, if I was going to, so they can make fun of me. But they also watched what I was saying um, and how I, how I handled myself. And there was a few words when a cat jumped in the tank. And, and this guy's there with a little whip. Like a buggy whip, like the one back here, just beating the calf. And the calf got a lot of new names. And I just sat back and breathed, and I walked up there, and I grabbed the calf and got it out of the tank and saved the day. But people lose their cool. Um, and cattle get lots of names in the spring. But we can change mentalities. And we can. I want to challenge you, if you're going to go to a dragon, you're going to go to anything, pray before you go. And if the wreck happens, like we gathered 140 some head and two cows went back with three calves, we needed one of those calves. So we had to go back and gather just a couple, and it could have turned into a cluster, but I was able to say a prayer. We had one horse, and we were able to gather them in with no problem. That stuff makes an impact on the people we work for. And it has nothing to do with our ability, or it has very little to do with our ability of the horse rod. But the big guy at the top will take care of us. Um, I've said a lot of prayers as I'm trying to drag a cow in a trailer on a colt. Because um, it shouldn't happen, but God's got it up and jumped that cow in there. And, and you're thinking, well, that's a coincidence. It's easy to move on and say, ah, I'm pretty good as a cowboy. Well, he'll humble us. Because I've also got that big mentality and then bounced on my back about 100 yards down the pasture because God said, well, it's this guy's, and he got me bucked off. Or ran my dog underneath of me. Or my horse didn't jump over a yucca plant, and I got poked. Um, <laughs> Fire starters, 
and he wants big fires with no smoke. So when people get around us, they're feeling the warmth. They're gonna know there's something different about us. Or one of the goals every day of my life is I want people to walk away from me thinking, what's wrong with that guy? Um, because I've impacted him hopefully a good way, not thinking his elevator not go quite to the top. I don't want him to go away thinking that sometimes they do. But I want him to go away thinking that guy's gone through some school hard knocks and it's okay. Or that guy seems to be blessed more than others. And, and what's up with that? So look, I'm asking. Or that guy is just a little bit different. And and sometimes being a little bit different is what God calls you to bring people in to man up. Um, most of the the guys at the dragons or the ladies at the dragons, the ones that are the best fans and ride the best horses are usually the ones that are sitting back. They volunteer to work at the ground first. They don't say a whole lot, but when they speak, they're listened to. They don't blow smoke. They don't do that. They've been there, done that. Their, cal- their hands are callous. Their faces are dirty. They're, they're wise. They've got the marks of a wise. They've manned up. They've learned from their mistakes. And people recognize that. They, they've earned people's trust. They don't demand it. They, they've earned it from their work. And, and people don't accuse them of this and that. They know they're going to be consistent. Those are also the Cowboys of the Cowboys of the 30 minutes early. Take the set up panels and that type of stuff or whatever is needed. Also, what's the most annoying feature about a horse that's dragging? Other than that they buck you off. Everyone been in the horse that sits there and paws and knickers the whole time? And it ends up getting beat because people get tired of it or it gets put in the trailer away from somebody else. It's kind of the nagging horse. Uh, it's no one wants a horse that's got his head 10 foot high in the air, going like this, eyes this big around, you know, just nickering the whole time. We don't want to do that. I want to challenge you to beat the horse that's covered in foam, sweating, and it's just leaning into its breast collar, pulling cats out. And I'm going to hear a little bit I'm talking about it, but Jesus and Easter represents one of the biggest dragons that ever happened. It is the biggest dragon that ever happened in life, and they drove Jesus to the cross to save us. And he didn't say anything. He just said, it's, it's, for, it's for me. It's for you. And that's what I want the spring to be. But we got to preach the word and only use it when necessary. Um, and I, I got a chance last weekend and, and to sell some horses to some people from Arkansas. And I took the opportunity to ride some horses and show them some horses just because I wanted to meet some, meet some people from Arkansas. I thought this ought to be fun. And um, as honest as I could be, and not to be mean, I was wondering, are they going to have all their teeth? Or are they going to have sleeves? Um, they did. They, they were very nice people. Um, I'm sure they don't listen to that. I didn't tell them what church I went to. No, just kidding. Um, but they, they were great people. They were wanting to get in and they wanted to buy two horses and the Lord bless them and I got to sell them three. Um, but I had a bay horse that I ran through on quite a bit and I sold that bay horse to these people. Also, to, it exposed my weakness and my horse training and that's a whole different sermon in itself. But they didn't ask me any questions on these horses so I, I tried a different approach. I didn't tell them a thing about the horses. I didn't tell them the names. I didn't tell them anything. I handed them the reins and I said, get on. And I let them ride them and we got to gather a few head. And luckily, two crazy cows went to the back of the pasture, and after about an hour and a half of trying to get them all in, the owner said, go rope. And as we were going out there, the guy said, you know how to rope? I said, I hope so. And the guy said, can you rope off that horse? And we were, I was able to rope the cow, lay it down, and I ran down the rope, tied it. And they said, we'll take it. 
And I think that's, and as we're dragging the cow on that trailer, God kind of put him on my heart. That's what we need to be as Christians. I'm not sure if I'd have sold that horse if I'd have bragged on him. And I've done everything under the sun. I was pretty proud of that pay horse and then a couple others. But that horse sold himself. He ran that cow down. He holds the cow. And we got hit about six times. We were playing dodgeball with my horse and the cow's head. Um, but he, he stood his ground. He sold himself. And he got to go to Arkansas. And that concerned me a little bit. No, but but we need to sell ourselves, not push ourselves on others. And that's what it means to man up. And that's what King King David was telling us starting here. Go live your life right. And if those if that horse would have blown up or bucked me off or whatnot, he'd come back home. But he sold himself. He was consistent, he was quiet, and he and he stood his ground. Um and he knew what his, I knew what the skills said of that horse was. I knew what he could handle, and I didn't push him too hard, and God won't handle us if we man up and say, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do what you ask, and he won't push us too hard. But we got to know what our skill is. And in Romans 12, 6, it says, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. And I want to add into that. God has given each of us the ability and the choice to do things well. Um, and it doesn't matter if we're preaching in front of the church, or if we're talking to our kids at the show pin and an FFA show, or if we're the person that prays behind the scenes, or what, God's given every one of us a talent and a skill. We just got to choose to use it. And that's tough. Because I think a lot of times, and I find myself at times praying and thinking, well, Bo can preach, he can play the guitar, he can do all this, he's got that. Or... My wife is really, really organized, and she handles my books and numbers, and she's got those. Um, and that's all fine and dandy, but I want to encourage you. What is this? It's a whip. This whip is useless without this. What's it called? Popper. How loud is this whip? Or what's this whip good? Have you ever popped a whip without a popper? It didn't do anything. It's like, you know, clean it up, tinkling in the wind. It, it's got to get you in trouble and messy. Um, you can bop your whip all you want, but it's not going to have any action without this. And a lot of times we focus on this, and we need to find out what our this is. And some people are 10-foot whips, some people are... And you can get, and, and, and what I found out, and I don't know a lot about whips, you can have a popper this size, you can have a popper really long, and it's going to pop or it's not. But you got it. But the popper isn't good without action of the whip. Because I can take this and I can chase cows or I can chase bulls and it doesn't do me any good. So we can man up, but if we don't man up in the right way, we're a popper without a whip or we're a whip without a popper. And there's, and there's those that got to go together. They're worthless without it. And I'm going to talk to you in a little bit. And, and a person that has all the talents without the right direction is tinkling in the wind. Um, or vice versa. And you can quote me on that if you want. Um, but I want to challenge you today to find out what your talent is. And some of us have a pretty simple. And I, in my life, I use the KISS method, keep it simple, stupid, because I can't remember much if I don't keep it simple. But some people are a lot more in-depth and have more talents. It doesn't matter if you have 150. God's going to tell you to go use it. 
And if it's riding colts, ride colts. Because a lot of us are, don't overlook what it is. You've got, we've got jobs. And God put us in those jobs for a reason because we like them most of the time. And we're talented at them. And we meet people at them. I don't mean, I mean, if you're in the back of a pasture at some time, you're going to run into people. Or you're going to have cattle on somebody else. Or someone's going to have cattle on you. Or you're going to have coffee to go off or something before you go. God's given us a talent. And some people's talent is sitting at the coffee shop drinking coffee. Because everyone needs to share. And that's on my bucket list, is to get to the point where I can go to the coffee shop and hang out with the old men <laughs> and learn, but also share. So find out what your skill is. And if you don't know, find both. Find me or find some of the elders or one of the ladies at the church and, and say, hey, I'm struggling and we'll pray for you. Because you got a skill. And it's fun when God uses you in your skill. Um, and I love riding colts, and I, and I pray over every colt. Sometimes it's for my safety so I can get off. Um, but also, where can I take that colt to share? And then we have, we raise some dogs, and where can I take those puppies to share? And that stuff I absolutely love, but I can talk about God and talk about where I'm at with that. So find out what your skill is. The second, um, David. What was David's skill? With David and Goliath. He was killed. He threw rocks. So that's simple. God used David to throw rocks. But how old? Does anyone know how old David was? He was young. Was he the beginning of the war? Beginning of the fight? No. He was in the pasture with the sheep. Sometimes, and David's probably wondering, what's my skill? What in the world am I good for? I'm a young kid, and all his brothers are fighting. But he showed up, and we'll save all those details, and God used him. God was prepared him to kill a giant tending the sheep. So we might be tending sheep, but he's got giants ready for us. But when David showed up, he was a man of war. And he was ready to prepare. And he knew when to fit. throw his rocks at the right time. H is heart. And I'm going to shorten this up a little bit. But heart separates the men from the boys and the good from the great. Um, I've owned a lot of really pretty horses. And I got to ride yesterday with a, with a friend. And we were talking about, you can have a horse that's bred good, got a big hind end, a good front end, but if he doesn't have heart, he's going to quit you. You're going to route something, he's going to quit you, or he's just going to be riding across some sand hills or something. At some point, if that horse doesn't have heart, he's going to quit you, and you're going to shoot him, and you're going to take your saddle and leave him in the pasture. And it's the same with people. Character and heart. You've got to have heart and faith. You can have all the faith in the world and sit at home and preach it, or you can have all the faith and sit at the cell bar. But if we don't have heart and get out there and do it, we're, we're going to end up quitting God. What that is is we're not committed to what that means. And everyone that just broke a horse or rode a colt or rode a broke horse, if they doesn't have heart, you get frustrated with it. Because if they, even at a trail ride, it's the one that's 200 yards behind at the end of the trail ride because it wants to just lay down and quit. And you got to find out where's your heart, where's your commitment. And it's got to be on God. The next one's opportunity. And it, turn to Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a fortune and hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me in earnest, look for me in earnest, you will find me when you seek me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. That's simple. But it says we got to look for it. 
I've got some cow dogs, Niners, my old dog, he's 13, but there's two things that they like to hear when I say skittle. They're on point and they're going to chase something. Um, and I've also learned when I'm starting to scoop feed into a feed bucket, I'm, I'm going to gather my mares that evening and they're going out in the pasture before I even tell them anything and they're looking for those mares. And my old dog, he's older and old, and also the last dog crowd, I broke his foot and shattered it. Um, and he was in a cast for six weeks, so I retired him from that. But when he goes out and looking for cattle, if you go to the dog trial, the good dogs come out of the gate and they're listening to their, their trainers, but they're looking for the cattle. And that's what we need to do when we man up. We need to come out of the gate looking for the opportunity. Those cattle are the cat dogs' opportunities. The unsaved, and sometimes the saved. We, don't, we can't overlook the saved because sometimes those are opportunities. Sometimes we're opportunities for somebody else to brighten your day or to share your heart. Um, and we've got to look for that. And what God says here, he's got plans for us. And he's got good plans for us if we look for it. He doesn't want us to get in a big wreck. We might get in some wrecks, but he's got a way out for us. Or if we've got sick cattle, he's, he's going to make it. Sometimes we just got to duck our head and listen to him and go and look for opportunity and also be willing to be helped. You think David, when he was walking into that fight to kill Goliath, was he going there to do that? He was there visiting his brothers and other stuff, but he had the opportunity. And he, they weighed him down with a bunch of iron. And he said no. And he, he, he saw the opportunity God gave him to go kill a giant with some rocks and a string of leather, and he did it. Um, and, and it's easy to overlook opportunity, um, whatever it is. And opportunities in small communities come a lot more often because we're people. And we're not. Um, my parents, we had dinner with them this week, and they said there was, their neighbor was needed. And he fell walking across the road, broke his leg in, I think, three spots, and cars were driving around him. Finally, so he drug himself to the median. Someone stopped, and they got the ambulance. And that's not funny. I, I laugh because that's just unimaginable. And we were, you're going to have all the lanes stopped, and everyone's going to be out there trying to help you. Um, but needed, needed is pretty small. People didn't want to help. They were too busy. I thought, that's just sad. Um, they had to drag himself out of the road because he fell and broke his leg and then was afraid someone was going to run over him. Not because they didn't see him. They just didn't want to take the time to help him. And I want to challenge us, no matter where it's at. And it's okay if someone gets bucked off their dragon to laugh at him, but help him up. Or make sure they're okay and then laugh. But it's okay to be laughed at also. Um, but God perfects champions through time. And if you endure God's time, he's going to put that glass in front of you. He's going to give you the opportunity to shine. It's a matter if you take it or not. Um, and it's kind of like watching the NFR. The good ropers know when to throw fast, and the good ropers know when to check up. And if they've got a good lead, they're going to go do a 6 or 7 run. If they don't have the lead, they're going to go out there and try and do a 3-3 three, three run. And they know like that when to go and when to not. And it's, as Christians, we've got to know when to throw and when not to throw and when to wait. And it's, it's a split difference. We've got to let God, because dragging cats, if an opportunity is there, you've got to throw it. If it's not there and you throw it, you're going to keep throwing it. You're not going to catch. So the timing is, is important. And as Christians, we've got to know when when to preach and use words and when just to work. And, when, and it may be years that we don't say a word. But we got to know that because if you throw too quick, it's the same as not throwing.
And the last thing on that, ranch rodeo season is coming up. Anybody ranch rodeo? I love ranch rodeo, and one of my favorite parts is the wild cow milking. And it stresses my wife out, and I love getting on the head of the wild and the cow. Um, why, I don't know. Maybe that's why people think he's a little weird. Doesn't play. But to get on the head of that cow, you can rush up there, but if you go there too quick, she's going to fly you over. If you go too late, she's going to kick you and then fly you over. So there's usually a window of opportunity that's a split second. If you can get it and hit that window of opportunity just right, you can grab her by the head, get your fingers shoved up her nose, and you can hold on to her and wait for the ride. Hopefully, the rest of your team's there. Um, hopefully. Um, but it doesn't matter. Hopefully, you're there for your team. But it's that split second, and when you go to ranch rodeos, it's there. And, and, and watch it, you know the guys that missed it, or were a little quicker, a little late, but it's there, and, and you gotta take it. Don't hesitate as Christians, don't hesitate to man up, but also know, and check yourself every day, am I manning up too much, or am I just got lead in my boots? The last one, W, is winning. And this isn't reference to Charlie, Charlie Sheen, is that how you say it? Winning. We as Christians, we've got we to gotta win. And I return to John 10.10. 10. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. The thief comes every day, God's here every day. We've got a choice. We can live life, we can enjoy life, or we can buy into the frivolous nonsense. And there's a lot of frivolous nonsense at dragons, at rodeos, at work. Um, some at church, some outside of church. We've got to decide are we business or not. The cowboys and cowgirls I talked about earlier, they're, they're there and, and they know how to decipher between the frivolous nonsense and work. Um, the distractions, the jokes the whatever it is, or the stuff back home. And I want to encourage you guys, when, when you're doing your devotions or you're taking your man up time, check things at the door. Um, sometimes I do when I leave my office is I try and check work at work and then try to prepare to go home and, and have home at home. Um, and I, we got to do that as Christians as both been preaching. The big guys are number one priority. we got to somehow just separate the distractions. Like this morning, I had to, I had to pray that I wouldn't keep watching the coyotes yapping and my dog's laying around the table at me and just stuff going that I was catching my attention outside and folks, I'm making my last notes that I can read this time. Um, but we got it, and at the dragons, it, 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 there's lots of fun, there's lots of fun guys, but we also were Christians at those dragons or at those rodeos or at church or at work or at the cell bar or on a date or whatever. And we got to separate that. Now, I'm not saying we got to be sticks in the mud. If you're around me very much, we like, I like to have fun. Every now and then, my wife says, all right, Jim Carrey, we need, can I have a little bit of seriousness? God doesn't call us to be boring people. God calls us to have fun. But we got to know when to have fun and be serious or how to have fun in the right way and share our heart. Um, and in John 10, 10, God says he got, he'll bless us. He's got a path for us. He's got something for us every day. And I heard a quote from an old Catholic where it says, winning is when preparation meets opportunity. And I thought that was good because we can prepare all we want, but if we don't go find opportunity, it doesn't do us any good. And when opportunity meets something that's unprepared, is like that colt coming to a dragon or a parade or something like that, and they, it's colt hits town. 
and hasn't seen much outside of a round pin, and, and that's not good. And as Christians, we've got to rely on God. He's going to put us in the right opportunity. And, and too many times, it breaks my heart, and then I'm sometimes that guy that I don't prepare, and I want to bark and see I'm a Christian, or I'm an elder at the church, or this or that, and opportunity comes up, and I rock. Or I'm not ready, so, so I bow up, and I don't handle it right, or I don't have the right words. When we keep praying and hitting this book or a little devotions, and there's some outside, we prepare. If it's five minutes a day, if it's an hour a day, God doesn't have a time limit on when to prepare. How to prepare, he just says prepare. He'll prepare if we put the time in. Um, and like riding goats, some of the best trainings is what's out of weapons. And that's what God calls of us. Just, just do it. He'll give, us the, he'll give us the words. He'll give us the knowledge um, to preach on April Fool's Day <laughs> and see if it's a joke or not. But God will put us the words we need. Um, and God wants us to win every day in every area that we go do. He doesn't want us to fail in anything. And sometimes a worldly view of failing is different than his. Um, and we've all got our past. We've all got our stories. We've all got our school of hard knocks. But God will take that and then bless you if we just prepare. And like I mentioned earlier, next Sunday is Easter. And God, Jesus went to the biggest dragon of all times to be ready to save us. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't need vaccinated. He didn't need ear tags. It was very clear who he was, and that's why he went. We need vaccinated. We need ear tags. We need drug to the fire so we can grow up to be herd bulls and, and cows to spread God's word. Um, so that starts off, we've got to be willing to be caught. And then after we're caught, we've got to be willing to be gathered again by God every Sunday, Wednesday, and a dragon or whatnot, and be ready to be molded into him and come when he calls every time. Because the cows will come every other time, or the bulls will come every other time, or whatnot, or you just shift off. Because they're the ones that are hard to gather, and that faith a little bit goes a long ways. As Bill preached a long time ago, and a bad cow can spoil a, a whole earth. And we've got to be willing to follow God, no matter where he calls us. And then help get the next year's calves to the pen so they can be worked. Be vaccinated, be tagged, and dragged, and keep going on. So I want to ask you, are you ready? And I know Bo will have a phenomenal sermon next Sunday about the Easter message. But I want to encourage you to wait for next Sunday. Um, you can find me, you can find Bo, or whoever you trust. Find someone, and, and Bo gave sugar those orange pieces of paper. If you've made a commitment or something, have you ever heard, don't wait, don't wait till this afternoon. Make a decision. Um, it's, it's just like getting on the head of a cow with a wild cow milk. You've got that opportunity. God's going to keep giving to you, but we don't know if we're here and keep your home. Um, and I'm not saying that to be Christian. Life's short. Um, and I'll guarantee you'll take a lot of pressure off our children if we just take the opportunity and go and trust. And um, put a popper on the lip. So let me pray. If you have any questions or whatnot, holler at one of them. Dear God, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for spring is it's just it's refreshing to see grass in the pastures and water in the ponds and uh, I don't know how many times we sat on the porch and just stared at the little pond that had water and it's, it, we went through some rough times and there's some green in the pastures and, and the cattle slipping off and getting shiny and the mares slipping off and getting shiny and there's cats hitting the ground and there's poles hitting the ground I just ask you just to get a hold of every one of our hearts me included and then just Expose our weaknesses and help us just to rely on you every step of every day. 
and show us where we need to change and what we're doing right and where we can get stronger and, and put a little bit more preparation in our preparation and help us just tackle those opportunities like we want to go rope a cow or go out to the lake or whatever it is and that's what he calls us to do those but asking ask us to give us that step pep in our step and that vigor for your work and just to really jump into what you have for every one of us here and help us just be willing to accept the help if we need it by some somebody's or somebody's opportunity but help us not to miss our opportunity we love you Thank okay. you.